Hello, and welcome to Obscura, a mini-campaign DM'd by me, Lisa Condemi, surprise bitches, <laughs> and starring my dear friend... Me, no burrito. XDM, don't hate the player character, hate the game master, which thankfully this time I am not. Regular player, no burrito. Been here, done it. I am normal. <laughs> Spreading hate. <laughs> <laughs> I slept a full eight hours last night. <laughs> Wink. Me too. <laughs> Heads up. We're going a little eldritch and spooky for this campaign. Nothing too creepy because unlike me, Noah is not a fan of um, brain melting horror. I'm a baby. <laughs> Only when, I, when I'm saying it, it no scare me. When someone else say it, I get so scared. <laughs> so I'll try not to give you a nightmares tonight, but if you would like to consult the content warnings, I'm going to put them in the description. So now's the time. Check those out. Today, we traverse not to Feyfall, but to another land, Cascus. You may think of Cascus as an alternate timeline Feyfall, a world torn over when, long ago, a clash of gods and mortals led to the ending of all things. It's a flat, wasteland plain that stretches on forever. Dotted with a spare few ramshackle towns, the rest of it is covered in endless thickets of wild overgrown woods, reeking bogs, and ever-smoking ruins of castles. Magic. Raw, natural magic runs amuck and beyond mortal control, infecting souls, raising terrible monsters, and poisoning the earth. One of these bleak collections of huts is Falter. Once an elevated village on stilts above a grassy marsh, Falter has sunken into a pit of black mud. And that's the mud you arise from on your first day of life. You are pulled, wriggling from the grasp of the earth by warm, solid hands. A clay corpse, eyeless and mouthless, you are pulled away from the cool air of the outdoors and into a firelit hut. Clothed in a robe, and then a cool porcelain mask is placed upon your face. There you go. Your vision clears, and across from you, you see a man with gray-flecked hair, heavy boots, and a mud-stained apron. The hut behind him is cozy but utilitarian. You see a fireplace, a large ceramic kiln, a sparse cot, a table with two chairs. On the table is a drinking glass with a few weedy flowers wilting, and a foggy condensated window lets some gray early morning light filter in. You doing okay? I survey the scene very slowly with these two kind of yellowish orbs behind the mask scanning the space once doing well need anything uh thanks i'm i'm good right now happy to help all right do you know where you are no clue care to inform me sure i can do that you're in falter the biggest blemish on the earth's face do you want to know the story behind Falter? Yes. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Listen very carefully, because it's important. Look outside the window. I turn my head to look um, out there, trying to see anything. Give me a perception check. Ooh, first roll. It's <laughs> always a perception check. I, I got to use my flower die. That is exactly what it rolled before we aired. A 12, <laughs> which becomes a 15. All right. 
it's pretty foggy outside. There's a lot of um, fog lining the glass, but kind of through the haze, you just see an endless expanse of brown and sort of a colossal shadow, some sort of large cone sticking out of the ground beyond, beyond the fog. You see that? Mud. And more mud. It used to be water. Long after humans blew this world up, a wizard stumbled on our town. Wizard is a human, like I am, but poisoned in the mind with arcane knowledge. He wandered across this burning plain, and when he stopped to cool his feet, a naiad, a water nymph, swam up to the surface. She was the first beautiful thing he had ever seen in his entire life, and obsessed he erected from this marsh a massive prison of mud and rock. He locked himself and the naiad inside. And after that, our town dried up and a curse fell on this place. Now it looms over us still and poisons our village. That's where you come in. To lance the blemish. Exactly. And this man places a dagger in your muddy hand. I'm Ox. Nice to meet you, Ox. You don't really have a name, sorry. You're number 719, if that's anything. It means nothing. Wonderful. Uh, sh I guess, uh, we can call you, um... And he kind of scans around the room and locking onto this sad little bouquet of flowers wilting on the table. <laughs> There's like a, a dandelion in there and some spiky nettle weeds and then a single wilting daisy. Uh... What about Daisy? Daisy. Daisy. Daisy! That's... me. Yeah, that, that's your name. Ox Daisy. Daisy Ox. Ox. I'm Ox, you're Daisy. Just to clarify. I'm Ox, you're... No. I'm... You're going to get it. What's important is that. And he points outside at the colossal shadow towering over. You're going to go in there. And you're going to take back our town. Happy to help in any way I can. Cut to one year later. <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got here. Lit by the fire in Ox's hut, you twirl and kick, Daisy, your daggers glinting as you train tirelessly. Noah, would you like to describe your character a little? Yes, I would love to. So as you already mentioned, formed from this clay with a ceramic dollish mask, average height with a thinner, vaguely femme, kind of still, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a clay person, so it's still very androgynous. Um, I um, I think that over the year, Daisy has gotten the impression that they are different in the sense that they physically aren't as strong as perhaps other adventurers who might go into this tower. One thing that someone would see on her is that she really does kind of just look like a very elegant statue not something you'd be mm. like go in there and test that <laughs> that menacing gauntlet out <laughs> um but yeah is really determined to help so is clearly like spent her entire time 
over that year honing her skills, even if the skills aren't necessarily the, the top tier, class A. And speaking of class, do you want to share what class and level you are? Yes. Oh my god, we're starting so young, my friends. I'm a level two, which, wow. No. I, Going the, into a dungeon? Uh, you my, can't be. With a single player class, <laughs> no allies, and I'm clearly trained as a fighter and not physically up for it, I'm, I'm fucking going to beat. This is a speed run. I'm going to do this in a speed run. Um, 45 minutes. 45 minutes flat. <laughs> You know what? Do you think that evidence of my class has come up in the past year of training? Or do you think it's been so purely physical, this kind of training with the knife, getting used to what a dungeon would be like? You definitely have noticed in yourself um, an affinity with this force that Ox seems to have no really knowledge about and even sort of makes him uncomfortable a little bit when you use it. He's clearly trained as a fighter. He's a human. He's got no magic at all. And not that you're forbidden from accessing this magic that's inside of you at this point, but he certainly has not encouraged you to hone that part of yourself yet. Then I would say that I will... I will leave it at sorcerer Ooh. in that I have no, I have not trained in any magic over this year. There's nothing necessarily clearly bestowing this magic upon me. I definitely, f- I think that Daisy is kind of confused about it. And over the past year has really been trying to grapple with the idea of an identity, like being, mm-hmm. this is your name and you are a you instead of just like a clay structure. Yeah. Um, And there hasn't been a lot of focus on that. It's been a lot of training and then kind of watching Ox eat and sleep since you do not eat or sleep. (laughs) I just need to sit for six hours straight, eyes open. And Daisy, although you were given a number when you woke up, 719, you have... Ox has spoken to you briefly about other sculpted beings like yourself, um, but you have not ever seen anyone else like you. Um, Generally, uh, if you look out this window, um, there are other humans that go about this town, spare few, and they pretty much avoid your gaze. Mm. And I think that Daisy tries to spend a lot of time, uh, even even if I'm just being kept within the the constraints of this property, any sort of chance she's getting to like make eye contact with someone and be like like wave and like try and be helpful through being like talking through the window mouthing <laughs> things or not mouthing things because it's a mask so uh-huh. just like just tapping on the window yeah, and people are just like oh, it's just like a <laughs> terrifying along. doll face creature tapping <laughs> on the window daisy you have trained well your entire life your entire existence for this moment so long Today, you are entering the dungeon that looms over Falter. No one's ever come out who's gone in, so your expectations are vague. In the morning, Ox walks you out of the hut. No one is around. Everyone is inside in the town as you walk past these kind of um, failing buildings. Even some of them just like lean twos of roofs that people huddle underneath. It's your first time out of Ox's property, as you said, since you came to life, but the sun doesn't hurt your eyes. Okay, Daisy, remember what I told you. It's gonna be dark in there. Use use your light and torches sparingly. Keep your dagger in your hand. And you, you gotta go fast, goddammit, because you got one chance. 
All I need is one chance. I'm so confident that the next time you will see me, me, I, Daisy, the next time you will see me, I will be so successful in this mission. I will have saved the Naiad. I will have stopped this wizard. Yes. And everything yes. here will be so much better instantaneously. I love to hear it. Stay focused on the task. Yes. I could, I, I will not fail. You're braver than I am, Daisy. I only went in there once, and I'm not afraid to say it. I was a coward about it. Oh, no, you're the bravest person I've ever met in my entire one year of life. Oh, Daisy, I, I couldn't see anything. I heard skittering. I ran out before I could even take five steps. All I know is there's alive things in there. Well, I like alive things. You're an alive thing, right? And these people, and I, and I like... Again, trying to make eye contact with people. As All they're kind of things. looking out their windows and then duck below as you turn around. <laughs> Statically waving. Yeah, Daisy. All right. Well, speaking of it, stay alive, okay? Oh, yeah. I will stay whatever I am. <laughs> the prison itself is like a looming tower of cracked mud, but its entrance is stopped up with a heavy boulder that Ox helps you roll aside. Oof. Thank God my really weak clay arms would have never been able to do that without you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, as this boulder is rolled aside, you get your first glimpse at uh, the inside of this dungeon. It looks like what you or I would call a normal cave. It's rounded walls with a low-hanging ceiling. And as you're kind of, your eyes are adjusting, you're taking in your surroundings, uh, you hear already the boulder rolling shut behind you. Um, I think that even after the boulder closes, Daisy stays there for a moment looking at it. And I think that since this is the only person that Daisy has ever really had contact with, um, she has she has an ability to telepathically mm -hmm. link to people. Um, and so basically every day she's just linking to Ox. Mm -hmm. And so as the boulder closes, um, she goes, I, Daisy, I won't fail you. You don't get a response as the boulder settles into place. There's a crack at the top, so some light is filtering through, illuminating the dust motes that fly through the air, and for the first time in your life, Daisy, you are truly alone. I think, again, holding that spot, still just thinking that perhaps Ox is just taking a really long... Ox is pretty thoughtful and loves to think out long things to say to me. I'm just, you know, for a long he's time... A, he's waiting. a monologuing he's guy. He's a monologuing yeah. kind of guy. <laughs> I'm like, I know that he's going to impart some last-minute wisdom or love. Um, that does not come. So eventually, uh, probably about like after five minutes of staring at the boulder, Daisy turns and begins to just walk down the cavern. All right. You feel kind of that, the physical break off of where Ox becomes too far away from you to, um, to, to feel his mental presence by you. The walls around you are a burnt red rock and the floors are dusty and crumbled. Ahead of you is a long winding tunnel that seems to stretch on. It vaguely turns right before you can't see ahead anymore. What's Daisy feeling in this moment? I think Daisy is 
exclusively excited. I think even though, like, from an outer perspective, it would be very sad to watch this clay <laughs> creature, like, stare at a boulder for five minutes before being like, he's not going to respond, and that's okay, and then turning around. Um, but I think that Daisy is just like, this is her. She has been, since the moment her eyes opened, has had a purpose. Mm -hmm. And so they've been basically driven towards this. This is like, you get your dream job. And you're starting your first day. Your dream job my is being job. locked in a dungeon. <laughs> wow, my dream job. Oh, finally made it. <laughs> this is what it is to be a girl boss, as I said. The glass door reviews in this place are amazing. You start um. traipsing down this tunnel, and after some travel, you come upon a fork in the path. And on the left side, there seems to be some kind of patterns in the walls. And then on the right, the stone turns a little sleeker and darker, more like uh, like stone instead of clay. Okay. Um, two things. Would you say it is too dark for a regular vision at this point? Should I either ignite a torch or cast a spell that could illuminate things for myself? Yes. Okay. Um, I think that, yeah, at the moment that things start to get a little too dark. Once you kind of turn right past where the light coming in from the crack above the boulder exactly. gets a little dim. Um, I think that Daisy, without even really realizing it, her yellow eyes glow brighter as she casts light, which essentially creates bright light for 20 feet around me, dim light for an additional 20 feet. So essentially full visibility for like out to 40 feet in front of me. Amazing. So there's two paths. Uh, the one on the left seems like it has markings in the stone. If you want to take a closer look at those on mm. the right, it seems like it goes kind of from like a crumbling cave to a, like a sleeker sort of tunnel that was maybe carved or honed, polished maybe. Okay. I would like to inspect the markings on the wall first. Okay. I almost took uh, Comprehend Languages. What a bummer <laughs> that I didn't. <laughs> well, give me, a, give me a perception check or an investigation check. All right. Not a bad roll, which is good because I'm not very smart or wise. <laughs> I'll do an investigation. An 18. Oh, great. Yeah, you walk over to the left fork, and there are markings in the walls. They're not carvings, but they're like pressings into the stone. Kind of like when you see like a fossil and like a leaf design oh, is in it. yeah. And so you look at it, and you don't think it's a language. There's big and small circles over and over, kind of layered on top and next to each other. Hmm. Like, um, almost kind of like bubbles in the air, like... They're not moving. It's just like faint circles. Okay. Uh, I would like to now go and inspect uh, maybe like a survival check or something along the lines of that to look at the other passageway yeah. to see if like I can suss out any more information aside from the fact that it is, I mean, suspiciously smooth. It looks very carved, you would say. That's yeah, like definitely it starts to have less irregularity in the walls. Uh, mm. You go over there and you kind of, you know, take a few steps down the cavern and uh, give me give me a investigation or perception check. That's cocked. Oh my god, the exact same thing. When, um, so that is uh, a nine okay. total. Um, the stone is cool to the touch. You feel like the temperature is coming down a little bit as you um, step into. It's not necessarily like a breeze, but there's just a, a coolness and a sort of stillness. Mm. And the walls are almost like marbling a little bit. 
This is a pick-your-poison sort of challenge I'm seeing. <laughs> Luckily, I have resistance to poison, I say out loud. I will take... <laughs> Echoes in the smooth cavern. Poison, poison, poison. Um, I will... Hmm, I guess I will take... I mean, I gotta go with the bubbles. I mean, I gotta go with the bubbles. <laughs> I will go down the left path. Okay, sounds good. And if possible, I guess I will just really quickly send out a mage hand like my telekinetic presence Mm -hmm. to kind of tap ahead of me a little bit see if anything before i go down the hallway see if anything just like immediately triggers and sends (laughs) me down a tube yeah you send out a mage hand you kind of tapping along the floors and the walls nothing really happens just kind of smoothing a hand over what does your mage hand look like i think that it is it almost looks like a cave drawing. It's like very, oh. very, yeah, like simplistic in its art style. Mm-hmm. Still has that kind of um, illusory, kind of translucent sort of quality to it, wispy. But yeah, kind of l- looks almost like a very simple hand shape that goes and like tests things out and taps things. The th- one of the few things I probably trained in my free time being like, this will be really useful in testing because I'm mm-hmm. all about dungeon testing. So. Yeah, Ox is always like, make sure just tap, just make sure doors before you walk in. Toss a ball know, bear. <laughs> try it out. As you tap along the floors and walls, nothing happens. Just kind of you hear the smooth, you know, tapping sound. You can see a little bit further ahead of you than you would have been able to, and it just looks like as you go on, sort of these circles are just all over the all over the walls and the ceiling. Oh my. I Noah has a feeling that this was a bad choice, but Daisy loves this. I think that once, you know, I mean, because Mayjan is a cantrip, she probably is bringing it out every once in a while, but I think that she also quickly gets like lost in the strangeness of her surroundings mm-hmm. and is like t- spending time looking at all of the various like carvings and inspecting them even more, even though she's not really getting anything more out of it as she continues down the hall. Um, her golden eyes still shedding like two little headlights. <laughs> you um, turn on the high beams. <laughs> you make your way down this crumbling tunnel. Um, you can uh, feel like a little bit of heat and humidity as you go down this way. And eventually you're illuminating your path um, around you. But you do see a once you've traveled for maybe you know, two or three minutes, you see a distant foggy blue light ahead of you. Why don't you give me a perception check? Gladly. Love perception checks and dungeons. <laughs> yes, we love to look ahead and have awareness. That is a, you know, I feel like I have to say that that's cocked because it landed between so many die. It was a 15, but I will be honest. And my honesty was rewarded with a 13. So uh, that's a 16 total. Okay. In the light behind the haze of fog, you catch sight of a figure striding towards you. Ooh, do I think that, um, with that check, do I think that they've seen me already? Uh, it's hard to tell because it's it's kind of like a silhouette. Okay. Um, you're definitely seeing someone, almost like someone standing underneath a street light on a really foggy night, like a cold blue light coming down. And it looks like they're facing your direction. Um, are you still walking or do you stop when you see it? I think the moment I see it, Daisy has, even though she desperately wants to help everyone she meets, knows that in here, caution is the first step. 
are there any like rock formations or things that look that they could be hidden behind or does it seem like the only way to evade being seen by this person would be to double back and try and get away from them no you could definitely um there's like some crumbling heaps of the floor is really dusty it seems like everything down here is really broken up but there's definitely some like the tunnel kind of like weaves it's not just straight down you could try and maybe like go up against a wall or something i will black gate style cast minor illusion kind of over myself to give the appearance of the you know sur- the surroundings around me and do exactly what you just said kind of like curl into the side of a passage and essentially i'm just like creating like a, a it would be the equivalent of like in naruto when they have like the like literally a, a sheet a of, sheet like, of wood. like wood it's literally that <laughs> and the little kid hide behind the fence exactly. yeah and that filler episode exactly. and now i feel you exactly um as you do that, you so you're kind of uh, go to pull back and duck away, and your minor illusion is already taking effect. As you are kind of illusioning yourself, you watch the figure from like top to bottom disappear and also pull away. Okay. And uh, as you're up against the rocks, you don't hear anything. If you're kind of peering, it just looks like there's nothing there. I since I've seen them. As a bonus action, I can telekinetically, I can telekinetically or telepathically connect with them. Great. So I will do that and put out my mind and think, hi, I'm Daisy. Can I help you? Hi, I'm Daisy. Can I help you? No, (laughs) I'm Daisy. This happened to me when I met Ox. Ox is my, hmm. Uh, so anyway, I'm Daisy. No, I'm Daisy. See, this happened to me when I met Ox. You see, <laughs> no, I'm Daisy. Okay, I think that the moment. Okay, <clears throat> actually, maybe I'll roll an intelligence or okay. insight yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or wisdom or insight, whatever, whatever works for you. Good. I got a plus one to this. I have a, okay. My passive insight is eleven. Or so you could go. Like, you could go Arcana, maybe, if you wanted to do that. Oh, you know it's worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know that that's worse. Oh, you worse. maybe you know it's worse. Oh, you know. Ooh, 17 on the nice. die. So 18 total. Daisy, you have been told by Ox that this dungeon, you know, not a lot has come out besides, like, old legends. Like, there's no first-hand accounts besides Ox stepping into this dungeon and then running out, apparently. And uh, that was years and years ago. But... For all that he hasn't been inside, he has given you a lot to kind of expect. Mm. He's told you things like that they'll, they'll try and play with your mind. There'll be tricks. There'll be things that you that you can't explain. Things that you would never see out here. Okay. So um, you hear this voice that is a direct reflection of your own. And you also noticed that when you hid, it seemed like that figure also hid. I see. I think that there is, with with that kind of moment of clarity, there's like a a split in Daisy of mm-hmm. this is what we've trained for, et cetera, et cetera. And then this kind of anger out of nowhere that is like, no, I'm Daisy. I'm Daisy. So they can't be Daisy. That's what I am. And so there's like this frustration building. Mm-hmm. Um I would like to kind of see if I can peer out and get a like line of sight on them. Yeah. You peer out, uh, glancing straight down the tunnel, and 
you kind of see a figure leaning out of the fog looking back at you. Mm. I would say they're maybe like um, 30, 40 feet ahead of you, like in your kind of dim. Uh, yeah, like at the edge light. of the light. Yeah. Okay. It, it kind of, it, you can't really tell what happens, but this cavern seems to become like a little bit bigger. Like maybe the corridor ends and then the walls kind of peel off. And then this foggy blue light is like in the center. Seeing that this being is mirroring me, I come out of hiding. You watch it also step out. And I just start walking directly towards it. Great. You start walking directly towards it and you can kind of see this figure mirroring your strides. And as you get a little bit closer, you realize that this is a direct reflection of you. Standing in this pool of blue light is a tall, circular round mirror standing free on the ground in the middle of this kind of cavernous room. In the mirror is you looking back at yourself. And Daisy, this is kind of the first time you've ever seen like a real reflection of yourself because Ox doesn't have a mirror. Mm. Um, and you've caught warped versions of yourself in the reflection of like spoons right. or like, you know, a, a metal piece of Ox's armor, even like a glass of water that he's left on the table. Right, yeah. But you have never been able to really inspect yourself. Mm. You see you know, standing in this. Um, what, what kind of clothes are you wearing? Uh, I would say that simple kind of traveler's cloak, robes, mm. something that I know that in general, Ox always wanted me to be obscured. Mm. And so I think that with this kind of debut going in, I would, even though I'd be like, it's my quinceanera. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's yeah. my season. It's my coming out. It's my coming out. Like, I want to be. It's like your debutante. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's my <laughs> debutante. I want to be, like, dressed up and in my nine and to the nines. Um, but I think that Ox would be like, no, no, no. You need to be, you need to be more subtle. And mm -hmm. so I think that Daisy probably uh, is wearing a kind of similar color to the grayish, brownish that kind of mucky sort of color to almost blend in. Like a hobbit cloak. Yes, and then a incredibly dried daisy um, kind of pinned to the lapel of the front of it. So cute. And all my gear is like, I've got like torches slung around my back and a few pouches underneath it that are carrying like the dungeoneer kind of supplies I've got. You examine yourself, you take a look at, at your mask, at the runes that are carved into it as you're kind of like you know you're not moving too much but as you're kind of like glancing down moving your head around you see the reflection is just doing an exact mirror of whatever you're doing does it look like so this mirror kind of completely is blocking the, any sort of path ahead like it looks like it's no like it's standing free in the middle of this room it's it's kind of like physically impossible like the edge of the glass is just standing on the ground if you want to look around it like it you know you can't see through the mirror right. but if you wanted to walk around and look at what's behind you can yes i definitely want to do that i i would like to kind of peer around and see if there's any other ways forward because i think that daisy the moment it's like oh this is that trickery that was mentioned mm -hmm. um, is like I the goal was to keep going. So I got to keep going. So how do I get around this or should I turn back? So I think that she's immediately like looking, try, trying to look over the shoulder. You uh, 
lean around and kind of look behind the mirror and you see behind the mirror um, the cavern kind of rounds out and ends with no clear exit and as you are leaning around you feel a tap on your shoulder oh no (laughs) um i do i have a do i have like a moment do we think or is it yeah oh you just feel tap on your shoulder it's not an attack someone literally just does like a hello excuse me um i go hi can i help you and i'm gonna cast charm person um and i'm you know i mean again this this is kind of just daisy putting on the charm and magically it is having this effect but she's not intending to manipulate a mind here she's just like oh disarm with charm you know like you uh hear mirroring back to you hi can you help me and uh, go ahead and make me a, a charisma roll. I mean, I if you're trying to um, you're trying to offer help, so what? I guess what, if you think that's persuasion or um, it's not deception, I guess. Yeah, I'm definitely being wholehearted, honest okay. about this. So I'll say persuasion. Okay, come on. It was inevitable. That is an eight. Uh, so that is a total uh, 14, actually. Not terrible, okay. but not... I, I could do so much better. I, I could do so much better. Please, Ox. On a 14. I'm going to bonus action uh, use my uh, sorcery points to Ooh, to regain that charm person. Yes. <laughs> I Go was like, off. useful, time to medicate. <laughs> you hear again in your mind, hi, can you help me? a little more intense and your mask daisy doesn't really what kind of is it a neutral expression on your mask or a smile i think it is a very neutral kind of it's i mean it's a very pretty doll mask so mm-hmm. i think that it is keeping to that simple kind of mannequin face stoic unoffensive inoffensive yeah exactly okay you uh on a 14 you watch as the mask's mouth starts to pull down a little bit and an expression that has never crossed your face a frown a, an upset frown starts to spill over this uh reflection of your face uh i can help you you can help me yes you see as the reflection holds out its hand it's not coming out of the mirror it's inside of the mirror but the reflection holds out a clay hand to you you can help me i can help you that's what i'm here for give me another persuasion check okay let's use the trans die for this one you gotta cycle them up they all need a (laughs) chance to shine you never know where something good's gonna come from that is a 12 plus my persuasion that is an 18 uh on an 18 you see, as you repeat, I can help you, I can help you. The reflection seems to, it was starting to like bristle a little bit with this like upset look on its face. It's sort of, you take a, a breath out and it takes a breath out and its mask smooths back over. You can help me. And you watch as the hand that it held out goes to the edge of the mirror and Stepping back, the reflection peels back the glass like a door opening in, and a black void is before you in the hole of this mirror. The glass is kind of sw- swings out, and the reflection disappears. 
there is a long beat as like a seed of that kind of existential horror of looking into a void of being like and ha being a creature that is sentient and understanding a void um, and there's a moment of fear before psychically she puts on a smile and steps through walking into this thick blackness is feels like sliding into cold water but also simultaneously like pulling on a heated blanket everything goes black and silent you feel your sense of direction kind of disorient and you feel like you're spinning and then suddenly you're in a completely new place you never sleep daisy but you do take sort of inanimate consciousness breaks mm -hmm. and you feel right now almost like you're coming out of one of those you are flat on your back and you're flying no you're floating floating and bobbing in water the temperature of your skin you've got kind of a natural buoyancy to you so you've never swam but mm. you don't feel like you're going to sink thank god I could have sworn I would sink. I've never seen water, but I could have sworn I would. Um, it's pretty dim, but you can you can see the cavern wall around you. The water is kind of glowing, almost like a, a soft bioluminescence, um, sort of like green-blue particles in the water shedding light. Um, every direction that you look, the water is endless. Um, and even though you're not worried about sinking, when you look down at your arms and your hands, you can kind of see like traces of your clay skin turning to sheer rivulets in the water, like putting something soft in the water and edges of you are coming away. Okay. Okay. I'm disintegrating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my biggest fear <laughs> now realized. Okay. Or almost kind of like, like dye leaking when you put like a yeah. blanket into water and it's, it's not color safe. Okay. Um, First and foremost, I'm going to take a look around, yes. remembering Ox's teachings. I will see if there's any sort of clue on where I could be going next. Okay. That's a natural one, folks. We're starting this next section of the dungeon <laughs> off real good. Daisy, you have been trained for, like, combat. You have Your puzzle-solving abilities have been honed, like Ox has gone over a lot of different situations with you like what are you gonna do if okay the walls start coming in at you and the ceiling is coming down at you and you have three seconds to slide through this <laughs> but um you you've never seen a body of water there's no water in falter it's kind of confusing to you almost um where you are you don't see any walls besides the ceiling it's just like water in all directions are you going to swim or just float i think that a little bit of panic begins to set in an unfamiliar feeling um and kind of without thinking um cast shape water to create oh. essentially like a small it says a five foot cube I think that I'm just making like a little raft, essentially. I'm oh, Buddy the fun. Elf style making a little ice flow to kind of crawl <laughs> up on um, so I'm not like in deep water. Floating in the water. Uh, and then I think that if I couldn't see anything and I'm not... and You can kind of see because the bioluminescence is like you can see what's around you. Right. It just It seems like right now you are 
like bobbing on an iceberg in the middle of almost like a sea. There's not really waves, but there's ripples. There's like a little bit of um, like very um, lapping waves, kind of like a lake. Mm. Okay. I'm so mad I rolled in that one because I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, I, I want to look down because I feel like I You can, swimming. if you want to like look down or if you maybe even want to like, you could shape water and say you dive down a little bit around yourself if you wanted to get a, a look at what's below you. Mm. It's up to you. Okay. Not trying to trick you into the water. <laughs> you could stay on your little They're ice trying to get me in want. the waters, guys. <laughs> get in the water. No. Okay. Um, I will. I don't need to hold my breath, so I guess I will do exactly what you just said and kind of using shape water will this little iceberg underneath the water so okay. I kind of submerge with light still being cast, kind of looking out and seeing if there's yeah. anything that comes up. The water itself is clear and also illuminated. Um, as you sort of dip down underneath um, and you're almost creating like a little pocket of, um, you know, moving the water out around you so you're in like a little uh, bubble almost mm. floating through the water. Staying on theme with the bubbles. <laughs> you see sort of a black undulating shadow beneath you. Nope. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hmm. Hmm. I will. Let me just check and see if this works. I think it does. One creature that I can see. Are they within 30 feet of me? Uh, you're not even sure if it is a person. It's just you see you see darkness and, and it movement. seems like it's kind of waving. I would say, yeah, it's... I'm going to give you the vibe of like kind of like tendrils to say they're within 30 feet of you. Okay. This uh, this lake does seem very deep, but you can see that something is stretched growing out from the bottom of it. Ooh, I don't have anything to paddle my little ice flow except for my hands. Except for your little hands. Uh, I mean, you're like, you, you're not coming apart crumbling quickly. It's just that you're kind of noticing like the edges of you leaking out. I will use, once again, my telepathic speech ability to reach out psychically. Um, and I kind of look down into the water, my golden vision illuminating as much as I can. And I go, hi, I'm Daisy. I'm a little lost. Can you help me find a way out? As you call out telepathically, hi, I'm Daisy. All of a sudden, this shadow kind of rising rapidly towards you. You see thick ribbons of seaweed and kelp uh, lash out at you, attempting to wrap around your wrists and your ankles. No, no. Give me a strength check. My skill of choice. <laughs> strength. Or I would say if you wanted to try and like wiggle out, you could do a dexterity check. Let's see, folks. I will attempt a dexter. Okay. It's a minus one versus plus one. I'm gonna go with. You did the say you are pretty like uh, kind of willowy, so if you want to try and just like slide out. Yes, I think that is definitely the, especially with uh, the clay getting wet and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm probably very slippery. <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna trust the daisy die. Oh, it's cocky, but that's a nat twenty. Mm. Brutal. Get these dice out of here. Get those dice out of there. Okay. 
A 19. A 19 saves. The the seaweed and kelp slaps around your wrists and then using kind of your shape water, you like shoot up a little bit and the cords break off and kind of disintegrate back and fall back around the water. Um, You are... Are you floating back to the top or are you staying underwater? Definitely. I think I'm pulling all the way back to the surface and kind of popping back up, pulling the, getting atop the ice flow once again. So I'm not, I don't, even though I'm not like panicked about disintegrating necessarily, I think that it's never, it's a feeling she's never had before. So she's kind of a little nervous about it. Never. You don't know if you're water safe. Oxford's never told you (laughs) if you're waterproof or not. They never said if I was waterproof. You pop back up to the top, your clay heart kind of beating in your chest uh, from that narrow encounter. Uh, And after a silent moment, you suddenly feel a presence in your mind, and you hear a terrible voice ring out. It is many-layered, kind of the voices layering in and out on top of each other, and it grates against your ears. I've had a lot of guests, but you're the first to say hello first. Another gift from Ox, I see. A swampling to call my own. Hello then. What number are you? <sighs> my name is Daisy. I don't identify as my number any longer. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dead number. And <laughs> do not speak of it. <laughs> you have no name. Just like me. We were both spit out by this earth. But don't worry. I'll swallow you easily. And I'll swallow you whole. Lashing up again from the water. Seaweed and kelp. Give me another strength check. A me oh my. Here we go. Keegan die. That's a... If I'm doing dex, it's a 14. If I'm doing strength, it's a 12. Okay. (laughs) A 14 and a 12 both fail. I figured. I did. I thought 15 felt like it would be what I needed. (laughs) Black, slimy (laughs) ribbons uh, slamming and wrapping quickly, almost like they have an intelligence of their own around your ankles and your wrists, and then kind of tugging you back behind your back so that you are like almost like a like a pig above a fire. Mm. You were like hogtied. Been pulled beneath the waves once more, essentially. Yes, it uh, pulls you off of your raft and starts to tug you down. And you hear the terrible voice in your mind. You are in the waters you came from, Daisy. We shared them once and we'll share them again. Let the water swallow you whole, Daisy. The bindings on your wrists and ankles tug you down beneath the water. You're under there for one second, two seconds, three seconds. Time becomes soft like a veil over your mind. And then you hear another voice. It's a different voice than the first one. It rings deeper, more resonantly inside of you, but it's also quieter and stiller and familiar. Fight. Fight. You know what? I don't care if it's probably going to succeed. I am going to combat shadowy tendrils with shadowy tendrils. Sick. I'm going to use arms of Hadar. Yes. <laughs> um, and I just like th- 
throw my hands up and these shadowy like psychic midnight black tendrils emerge and lash forward uh, and they have to make a strength saving throw okay this is why i was like may not be anything useful but we'll see who knows you never know when you get lucky Okay, and then it's 2d6 damage. It is necrotic damage, though, so oh, I don't know. Fun. You know, I don't know if that's going to be if they have any resistances or anything. I will tell you the damage once, <laughs> once we know if they've saved. You said a strength saving throw. Correct. Okay. DC 14. Okay. They have plus zero. <gasps> but they rolled a 15. Oh, I knew it! I somehow knew it. If only I had done mine sliver first. Uh, okay, they take eight necrotic damage, half to four. Okay. Uh, how do your uh, tendrils look like? How do they come out of you? Like, I, how does Daisy cast? I think that whenever her magic is being brought out of her, her yellow eyes gl- glow even brighter, if possible. And in this case, I think that it's almost like an octopus kind of coming from her back, these many tendrils and... Very Doc Ock-esque, if you will. Um, Even though it seems like they are failing, they are kind of these, like, whipping out, kind of cracking in this desperate attempt of, like, get the hell away from me. It's not um, an easy struggle for these uh, for these kelp tendrils to pull you down. Your uh, your own tentacles are slicing out and cutting off ribbons, and there's little tendrils of ribbons flying up and around you through the air. But more and more keep stretching up from the bottom of this lake, dragging you down. Even while this internal voice tells you, "Fight, fight, fight," you feel this bright, blissful blue light fill your mind and then (gasps) you are dry back at the entrance of the dungeon looking ahead seeing the light from the crack above the boulder filtering through illuminating the dust motes before you and noah you may level up (gasps) oh my god the most exciting thing anyone has ever said to me. Noah is going to level up every time they die in this dungeon. It's the one time I'm trying not to not die. Trying I'm not trying to not to die. die. And I will say, in the world of Cascus, there are no death saves, baby. You are made of clay. If you get to the point where you are <laughs> incapacitated or hit points lowered enough to get to zero, there's no building a clay body back up. There's no nursing a clay body back to health. I see. So uh, your hit points are your hit points. But I'll reward you with tasty little level ups. Ooh, I know. It's it's very worth it. I'm happy to die a thousand times. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Okay. You are back where you started. You see the same tunnel curving around to the right uh, and the boulder behind you. What do you do? And what's Daisy feeling in this moment? You know, when they reopen their eyes, there is that kind of like when you wake up from maybe being in a fight or something and you kind of like lash out at first. So quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Like kind of blindly lashes out and then freezes. And then turns back towards the boulder. You can almost hear the sounds of outside funneling through. There's not a lot of um, wildlife in Falter, but you hear like, um, you know, the crackling of cicadas behind you and the sounds of like murmuring human voices from the town. Because I've broken my telepathic bond to connect with other creatures and I can't see him, I know that I cannot connect with him, but I still think that same as the first time. 
she waits to see if Ox will reach out to her. And then when that doesn't happen, a little pang of sadness actually hits this time. And then she turns and begins to walk once more. Daisy, confused and mystified and the adrenaline still pumping just a moment ago you were struggling for your life being pulled underneath water and now you look at yourself and um you can even you can mark off a long rest you feel like everything has been restored you look the same as when the first moment that you stepped into this dungeon your uh your cloak isn't waterlogged um you are kind of paranoid looking at your fingers to see if like your clay is like disintegrating around and you just, you look exactly the same. Hmm. You follow this path down and eventually you reach the same exact split that you initially came to, but now uh, the left side, the path that you had followed down to your reflection and the mirror and the void uh, is kind of crumbled and caved in like and it looks like it's been that way for a long time. I think Daisy is really hit with that when seeing this path and being kind of like, oh, that wasn't just like a little fantasy I had. Something just happened to me. I'm back at the beginning, and yet the path I've taken is now no longer there, essentially, no longer accessible to me. And you kind of hear Ox's voice inside your mind saying, You've only got one chance, Daisy. You get one shot at this, Daisy, over and over through the years. One shot. One opportunity. <laughs> Just the one. No, listen, Daisy, when you die, you die. That's it. And... Ooh, I hadn't considered this. But I think that when you die, you die. That's it. And then having me die and mm -hmm. it not be it, mm -hmm. I think that there is a spark of like a god particle, like a yeah. like a oh, the rules are different for me. Something that your creator has told you for the first time ever is wrong, and you have n never really interacted with anyone else. Everyone else in this town avoids your gaze. There's no other sculpted to talk to. Just oxes story of the world in your mind and uh you know who's gonna say oh I, I could be wrong when they're you know basically raising a creature from the earth oxes as far as you know never been wrong about anything so it's weird that he was wrong about something it's very weird that he's wrong about something i say out loud and it echoes <laughs> like the first time it echoes down um, to the right in the smooth chamber, which, besides going back, seems to be your only way forward. But he was wrong. I am Daisy. I'm Daisy. You kind of ruminate over that thought in your mind. I take off stealthily down the other passageway. All right, give me a stealth check. We're learning, gang. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if I trust you anymore. <laughs> Dice anxiety. I should have remained faithful. Um, my stealth check. I took a warlock level for for Sick. your information. All right. Um, 
my stealth check. Okay, okay. A 10. Okay. <laughs> right down the middle, folks. <laughs> you kind of lower yourself down to the ground and are like walking with like kind of Scooby-Doo stealth thing. <laughs> Still doing that, like the blanket thing to try and hide myself. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's no trace of any of those voices that you that you heard in your mind. And it feels like you hear the, the echo, the soft echo of your footsteps. Um down this chamber it gets cold you start to kind of feel uh, you start to kind of see your breath puff out in front of you well, actually do you have breath daisy you know i think that technically i do not but i would say that maybe in the same sense that like i definitely have a sense of touch mm-hmm. and i think that because of the nature of like the amount of energy that's pumping through her uh attack on titan style there's like steam getting li- let off yeah. so i think that like when you, when there's a big temperature shift you can very clearly see that okay cool you follow this path down stealthily and it also eventually seems to open up to a wider chamber circular with no outlet um it's not too hard for you to see um, and in fact, as you kind of approach this circular outlet, you see um, some lit candles flickering on the floor. And on the far wall appears to be some kind of encampment. You see um, like a tarp, actually really similar to like the tarp that you would have on you. You kind of have like a bedroll, mm. um, a tarp, um, something to rest on or, you know, hide from enemies while you while you get your spell slots back. Um, you see that kind of leaning against the wall, pinned into the rock. Um, <clears throat> and it looks like some belongings scattered on the ground. And you don't see anyone. Hmm. Can I look around, see if I uh, either detect any sort of the degree of activity that was here? Like, it's yeah. recently used? Uh, sure, give me a perception check. Or investigation if you want to um, move forward, but if you want to give me perception at first. Yeah, I'll do perception. Okay. I'm not getting my grubby little hands in there <laughs> quite yet. Saved. Nice. 18 on the die. So that's uh, with the perception. I think it's just a 19, but let me just okay. check. Oh, that's a 21, baby. Oh. First time I'm breaking 20. 21. Ox has taught you to really carefully observe everything. He's warned you of traps and puzzles that will, you know, have very small hidden clues. And so you stake out for a second and really take in this tunnel, um, kind of, you know, uh, obscured a little bit behind uh, some fallen rock. You see this tarp hanging up. You see on the ground what appears to be um, a bedroll. It's like um, a cloak that's been rolled up. It looks similar to your cloak, that kind of dark brown um, Mm. material. You see that there's like uh, some tea lights on the ground. They're kind of funky looking candles made out of some kind of dark yellow wax. Seems like homemade not like someone bought a candle you know it's definitely Mm. like a a crafted situation they're melted into the ground they look pretty low there's like hollows of you know wet wax inside of them and they're they look maybe close to the lights burning out and with a 21 it looks completely abandoned you kind of can see like the entrance of the tarp you think you would see if there was a a body or anything laying behind there it just looks like a totally abandoned encampment but the existence of candles does make you think that someone might have been here like a couple hours ago 
Ox always told me you're supposed to put a, out your fires when you leave the campsite, so <laughs> this is incredibly irresponsible. Um, I think that Daisy, again, she's now kind of got this little spark of, like, knowing what these actual emotions feel like and knowing that she's different and knowing that the one thing that does make sense is her purpose still. So I think that she's going to do an investigation check, kind of sift through things. I mean, if I could find some medium armor folks, get in the comments. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just going to search through the things, see if there's anything of note or even just saying that would give me an inkling of who this person might have been. Yeah. Give me an investigation check. Okay, here we go. I can't lie to myself. That is a six. Uh, <laughs> not good. Okay, well, you, you do a rudimentary search. You I'm being shake, too quick. You shake out this bedroll, and you see that it is pretty much identical to your cloak. Um, it doesn't have a daisy on the front is the only difference, I would say, but it's got a hood in the back. It's sort of a, a coarse material. Um, it's a little frayed at the bottom. Um, it looks older than your cloak. Um, the tarp is the same kind of tarp that you have. You also find a small sack containing equipment. It is the same bag that you are carrying. Uh, it's pretty sparse. You see the remains of some old torches that have burnt out. Uh, you see a, a short span of frayed rope. You have rope on you, but this is like a much shorter bundle that looks like it's someone has grabbed onto it a lot and it's started to unravel a little bit. You see um, an, an empty glass bottle laying on the ground, which is not something that you have on you. That's mm -hmm. something that's new to you. I'm going to say you find that on a rudimentary search. If you would like to really kind of go digging through this person's um, or through this being's belongings, you definitely can. You think that like maybe with another investigation check, you wouldn't be able to remember exactly where everything was at first. Like you might not be able to make this place look spotless if you want to essentially roll with uh, advantage. So I see, I see. It's like, I'm now risking, I'm gonna rummage through this Risking spot. like, okay, maybe someone who came after would see that their shit was searched through. That's what you can kind of see without disturbing the site. I will do that. Okay. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I think that Daisy is starting to get on one. And I deservedly roll a nine. But with... Give me those bonuses. My bonuses. If this is investigation, it's just going to be a... Oh, an 11. Okay. I really was like, oh, it's only going to be a 10 again. An 11, you get a little bit more, A tiny baby. bit more. A drop more. Um, as you're shaking out this um, bedroll and you're kind of like lifting the tarp, the tarp aside, um, falling out is like a really tattered notebook that's been bound together. It's parchment and um, you can see that someone has taken like metal chain links and made kind of like a spiral bound notebook for themselves and then um, everything written inside of it is in a dark sort of terracotta orange, almost like the color of your skin. Um, and you see the notebook contains a list. It's in common, which you read. It's just a list of words. Some are nouns and some are verbs. There's a few pages. There's dozens and dozens of words, not hundreds, but dozens. Okay. Um, and you see words. Mirror, falling, falling. Drowning, falling, 
giant beetle, fire, drowning, fire, clocks, potion maker, falling, drowning, etc. I hmm, I wonder if Daisy's. It's like, how smart is Daisy? Uh, I mean, you could give me an intelligence check if you want. I would say that probably the fact that it starts off with mirror might. You encountered a mirror already in this dungeon. So that would be something that you would look at right. and think. And you've also encountered water. So drowning would also yeah. be familiar to you. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I mean, the only thing I would. I know that Daisy probably is like, okay. The fact that I know some things on this list is suspect. It mm-hmm. indi- maybe indicates something more about this, but I have not obviously encountered any of these other things. Yes. So, and then also, what does this mean? Why does this person have this? And that's a five. So I <laughs> think that I am just looking at them, and there's kind of this almost glitch in my head of mm-hmm. being like, I mean, why is this... Why Why do do all the clues here point to this being having a very similar mission slash, like, even just aesthetic to me? Like, mm-hmm. very confused, I think. And that's maybe as far as she can get. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like when you encounter some cognitive dissonance where you're like, mm-hmm. for some reason I can't conceive of what the actual thought or thoughts yeah. behind this are. The, the length of the list is a little daunting to you because you start to kind of follow this thing of like, okay, I encountered a mirror, I encountered drowning, but there's just, there's so many things Beetle. here that you're like, could, this can't be individual experiences, right? Like this list goes on forever and ever and you sort of, your brain starts buzzing and burning a little bit as you flip the pages over and over as you are combing through these items kneeling below this tarp you suddenly hear and feel below you a rumbling oh no <laughs> um okay i uh take evasive maneuvers <laughs> <laughs> um whipping Dive. around the dust in the center of the room is starting to bounce slightly kind of like how salt does when you put it oh. on a speaker and then Bursting out of the ground emerges a giant stag beetle with a chipped shell the color of an oil spill, sharp serrated pincers, and a furious like clicking mandible. It screeches when it sees you and unfurls buzzing transparent wings from its back. Let's roll initiative. Beetle! (laughs) (laughs) I knew a beetle would definitely be in my path very soon. Okay, that isn't so bad. That's actually a 16 on my initiative. Let me roll for the beetle. Nice, the beetle rolled an 11. So, Daisy, you are first in initiative. This giant stag beetle is very large. It is taking up a huge portion of this room um, and... Uh, it's buzzing wings that are like going so fast they're almost like a blur they're almost hitting the ceiling as it <laughs> at you I unafraid or in semi unafraid because I'm kind of like I think I have more than one shot at this mm-hmm. I draw my dagger and touching into my new class I will now reveal my total class which was I'm aberrant mind sorcerer um, and then the first level I'm taking after the first two is um, a warlock level. Dirty multi-classer. Filthy filthy I cannot play just one (laughs) I must play at least two 
Um, and then for my, so I'll draw my dagger. Okay. Um, and facing in- off this small little clay <laughs> figure in a cloak against this enormous <laughs> black, like cartilage, <laughs> ugly monster. Oh man, I like confidently handle the dagger even if it's not my strongest weapon and as i run forward this new arcane energy begins to kind of cover my body as i cast armor of agathis on myself um i'm gonna use a pack slot for that baby um and i am essentially coated with like any of the moisture that does exist both on me and around me kind of sucks to me and creates like a little armor Ooh, cute i love is that your action? That That's is full my turn? full turn, essentially. Movement, action, and I don't think I have any bonus actions. I'll just quickly check. Um, yeah, I think I'm all good on my first turn. Because <laughs> I could die, and that still works out for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you uh, soaking up all of this moisture in the room and creating this little shell around yourself, your clay skin hardening. Uh, this beetle is going to lunge forward with one of its pincers and try to do its pinch attack. It's going to try and grapple you. Give me a DC 13 strength saving throw. It's always the strength saving throws. Well, you're not going to get me this time, Lisa. You're not going to get me. That's a three, <laughs> which is a two. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. I am, as described incredibly frail looking and i think that even though i approach with like a lot of confidence my body fails to max (laughs) match that level of confidence it's pincer snapping forward sort of a serrated claw on a long like hairy stick like appendage uh this giant stag beetle pins you up against the wall you take <laughs> you take 10 bludgeoning damage. Uh and they are going to take uh let me actually check the wording of this. Yeah. Cuz I have plus 5 temp HP thanks to my armor of Agathis. If a creature hits you with a melee attack, okay, technically not a melee attack. So, this uh does not take effect. I uh get crushed for 10 HP. I think that this is a melee attack it's it also has a grapple feature but you're taking bludgeoning damage it's hitting you with its, it's physically hitting me okay yeah. then yeah this will wipe away my temporary hit points um i i'm at 16 gang and deals five cold damage to this beetle excellent as there's a flash of frosty energy like a crisp gatorade um the shell kind of like icing over a little bit and then cracking from its back it does not like that i've learned that beetles do not like the winter though there are very few if any in the neighborhood i live in. <laughs> they burrow underground <laughs> um from where by the way it has burrowed underground there is now like a large gaping hole in this um in in the floor of this <laughs> tunnel and Unfortunately, on its pinch attack, a creature grappled by the giant stag beetle uh, is incapacitated mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. the end of its next turn. Love that. So you um, are like struggling to move as this pincer has you held up against the wall. 
And as it looks like the beetle is about to kind of get the best of timing and swipe again at you, you suddenly hear the sound of footsteps pummeling down the corridor behind the giant stag beetle, and you hear a voice ring out, Hi! Intrusion of privacy much? And behind the beetle, you see another sculpted running out, someone who looks very similar to you, sort of um, taller, uh, in a longer white robe that has definitely seen better days. It's covered with a lot of clay stains and ripped at the bottom. Uh, and this person comes running towards you and is going to join the initiative. <laughs> I think Daisy seeing another sculpted is first shocked, second threatened. Um... <laughs> 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 cool. Immediately like, Yeah, I mean, it, huh. you've been told all your life that you're special and you you were destined to do this. This is your job. It's like, what the fuck is this other person doing here? Yes. And I think that it's like, definitely brain is like, this beetle's the threat right now. But immediate suspicion um, of this new being uh, as I am incapacitated for my turn. <laughs> all right. That is going to be the beetle's turn again as you are, uh, you are incapacitated until the end of this turn, and so your grapple ends at the Got end of it. your turn. The beetle um, withdrawing its uh, its pincer from where it's holding your cloak against the wall. Um, it does have to try and recharge that attack. You bet you do, you freaking beetle. It doesn't get it back. Yes, suck it, beetle. And so it's uh, suck it, John Lennon. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> it kind of takes a second to like work its clawed pincer out of where it's stuck into the cave wall and then it's going to lunge forward with its mandible and uh, bite against you. It seemed like disturbed a little bit like annoyed when this other person ran in but seems very focused on you. Mm. So it gets plus five to attack on this. You're going to regret this. Oh and it rolls a nat one. Excellent. That so was, it, it manifested quickly, that regret. It snaps at you, and as you're leaning around to kind of get a look at this other person, you, like, duck out of the way. It's like... <laughs> the closest thing to a stink eye that two yellow orbs behind a doll mask can give. That is going to be this a new sculpted... new a sculpted's turn. Kill your double. Got it. <laughs> This person uh, lunging forward, dodging around the sh whole giant hulking shell of this beetle and joining where you're sort of pinned up against this wall. You see them pull up the sleeve of their cloak, chip off a piece of their skin, crumble it into dust and throw it over the beetle. They are going to cast Bane. Mm. The beetle is going to make a charisma saving throw. I bet this beetle is not as charismatic as the real life beetles were. It's a charming beetle. <laughs> it I gets see minus four to this roll. Uh, and as as they're doing this, going, get out of here! Come on, get. That is an eleven for the beetle, which is going to fail. Suck it, beetle. Whenever this beetle makes an attack roll or a saving throw, it has to subtract a d4 from that number. So that is going to help cut down these attacks on you a little bit. Um, and as this person yells out to you, get out from under there. And that's gonna be your turn. I am seeing that they're helping me, I think does win over a few points in Daisy's head to them. 
Um, and they look at them and <laughs> there's a full silence for a second as they're like grappling under this before they go, we need to talk after this. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, and I'm going to cast, keep it simple, stupid. I will cast <laughs> magic missile. Oh yeah. Which for me is in a similar way to like the um, arms of Hadar, like those tentacles, they kind of like these points of purple psychic golden light kind of appear and then shoot out at this creature. That's a four on the first one, a four on the second one. All right, Keegan, this is your D4. Please give us a three or four. That's another three, AKA a four. So that is a total of 12 damage as these like golden purplish darts explode into it. Um, kind of dodging around the darts and letting the letting them hit the beetle. Uh, this sculptor goes, "Nice one." Th- thanks. <laughs> what? Screeching, not appreciating being struck with darts. This beetle is going to lash out again at you. Seems to be kind of mostly ignoring this person. Pretty offensive. As they're like, while you're attacking it, they're like kicking the shell of the beetle and being, face me, you coward. <laughs> uh, can I say, as I forgot to mention this, as a bonus action yes, on my turn, please. can I have Hexblade's curse this creature? Yes. Tell the listeners what that does. And me. <laughs> <laughs> Once for short rest, as a bonus action, you can choose one creature within 30 feet and curse it for a minute or until the target dies. I die or are incapacitated. Um, The target, I get a plus two to damage rolls and I score a critical hit on a 19 or 20. Sick. And I get five HP if it dies. That's really sick. That's my bonus action after I throw these darts out. I'm just like... You can cast both those spells. Yes, because this is actually a warlock feature, not a spell. That's honestly why I had not done it the first time. I was like, (laughs) I don't think I can. Maybe a spell, but yes. So that kind of... It's almost like this strange... Sharingan-esque, where it's, you know, it's like suddenly almost like void around the two of us Mm -hmm. as like me and this creature kind of focus in on each other um, as I curse them. Uh, You cursing this beetle, uh, the beetle's (laughs) uh, legs kind of quivering where it stands as you focus all of your fire and rage on it. You're really focused, but you also hear uh, from behind you this sculpted commenting, you're really good at magic for someone new. That is uh, going to be the beetle's turn. Yeah, I think I'm speechless. <laughs> okay, the beetle is going to uh, lash out again with its mandible. <laughs> Why not a wool mandible? Am I right, everyone? It's 2022. <laughs> it's also going to try um, and regain its pinch attack, actually. No. Doesn't get it. Thank God. Uh, that's a 16 to hit with the mandibles. I am going to cast shield and make my AC 17. So I will block that. You just like pulling, like almost your clay shifting and hardening in certain places, blocking these, um, these devastating attacks. That is now going to be this sculpted's turn. As much as I want to die, I desperately want to know what the fuck your deal is. Reaching behind them and pulling out from their cloak what looks like a, a huge, heavy stone sickle that is faintly glowing with a, a pale white energy. Uh, they are going to take an attack with this sickle on the beetle. Sick sickle. Thanks. Nice daggers. Thanks. 
I don't know how good with them I am now that I'm actually here. You look like you're doing all right. That is going to miss. So the, the beetle <laughs> weaving to the side as uh, the sculpted is trying to cleave off one of its appendages. This dexterous beetle. That's going to be your turn. I will. Still up in the mix. Even though, again, not what I am designed to do, I'm going to try and strike this creature with um, my dagger. I'm just going to try and stab this motherfucker. All right. Please let my Hexblade's Curse work on the first one. Please, a 19 or 20. Okay, thank you. You know what? I'm going to use... I'll be so sick if you crit. If I crit on this. You've you've whittled down this beetle already. You're, you're doing it. Okay, okay. Even just a hit would be nice with the dagger, mm-hmm. but, you know, we'll see. Ooh, very good. That is a 16 plus 3. It's a 19. Nice. So That's I definitely going to Not hit. a crit, but a hit. Not a crit, but a hit. I'm not a crit. Hit. Not yet <laughs> a hit. <laughs> um, okay, it's going to take... Not great. Uh, four damage total, because okay. I get that plus two thanks to my hex blade. And I guess... As a bonus action, I am going to convert those two sorcery points that I have that I regained on our long rest, and I will regain a spell slot with that. Oh, wonderful. And um, if you want to move your movement, you can. It would provoke an opportunity attack, just so you know. I will stay where I am, even though (laughs) very precarious position in terms of I'm... I could get killed very easily. The other sculpted is kind of up against you. The beetle is like taking up the bulk of the center of this room as you guys are kind of fighting out from this wall. But you do notice that the other sculpted has come to stand behind you in a position that's, you know, potentially a little more compromising rather than standing behind the beetle. Mm -hmm. That is going to be the beetle's turn. Um, Frustrated and upset at being swung at, um, it's going to turn around and swing at this other unsculpted. Actually, it's first going to try to get back its pinch attack. So, oh, rolled three fours, yes. and I got to roll a six. It's not even five and six. Ooh, it's not even a. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. For the beetle. I mean, That's it amazing. takes away a whole turn from you, so. It does really fuck with fuck everything. You, yeah. I have. Okay. Oh man, that's only a ten from this beetle's mandible attack. So it is just slamming. You can see that this beetle probably doesn't have like the best eyesight in here. Seems to be like a touch-heavy creature, as it's like its sticky little feet are like pressing up against everything, (laughs) and uh, it's gnashing against the wall, hitting on you know against the cave to the side of you, to the side of this other unsculpted. That is going to be their turn. Um, they're going to try and swing with their sickle once again. And that's definitely going to hit. That is going to be nine damage. And for the listeners, two of it is slashing and seven of it is radiant. And you see as the sickle connects and like makes a big kind of dent in this beetle's shell, like you hear like the crunching of carapace. And then the beetle starts to kind of take on the glow that was surrounding the sickle as well. Um, And actually, they are going to get advantage on their next swing against it as well. Ooh, very nice. That is going to be your turn. Take that, you mangy beast! This chitinous armor will be my armor. Um, (laughs) 
I am. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm going to peel this fucker apart. Uh, okay, let's quickly look at our spells, Perito. Oh, and I've been forgetting to roll the d4 to take away from its attack since uh, they have Bane on the beetle, but the beetle has not hit anyone yet. Yeah, so. I, I think I would have had, even if it had rolled so I didn't have to use shield, I think I would have still had to use shield because I think I, my AC is 12. Mm -hmm. A minus four would have put it at 12. Yeah. Still would have hit, so. Cool. Um, okay. Good job, uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> the mechanics have our back. DMing is good. Yes. Um, okay, I am going to... You see this beetle is really um, starting to look pretty chipped up. You guys have been hitting it with a lot of different sort of magical energy, and it's um, really furiously clicking, um, but also kind of like it's taking like one step forward and then one step back. Like it looks a little bit more frightened than when it came out and was just really angry and frustrated to see you in its territory. The switch has been flipped, and Daisy is going to continue to try and uh, kill this creature. Okay. They're the one who has advantage, not me, correct? It's just them? Yes, it's okay. just the um, their next turn. They have advantage. <laughs> Furiously stabbing down with my Oh, dagger. actually, no, you know, okay. The target is bathed in moonlight, granting advantage to the next attack roll <gasps> made against it made before the end of the blanks next turn. So I think it is. You do have advantage. Yes. Come on, baby. Okay. Keegan, I'm Come using. On, uh, you're one of the two die in my hand right now. <laughs> this is. It's all, all on you, you Keegan. It's Actually, it's half on you, Keegan. Fifty percent on your shoulders. Not a crit, but... Uh, Sorry, Keegan, you're actually the lower of the dice I'm, there. I wasn't going to say it, but... <laughs> Measly four from Keegan. Ooh, that's only a seven total. All right, uh, that's a 16, dirty 16, a simple 16. All right, that is going to hit this beetle. Its AC is 15. You will die today, beetle. That is five damage from me. That is... Um, even though it's not that exciting, uh, that is my turn. <laughs> I end my turn. Very exciting to try and kill a creature. <laughs> stab, stab, so. stab, stab, desperately trying to chip off armor. This beetle is kind of making sad, like, <laughs> noises no as it starts to, like, pad its back feet a little bit, kind of like when you, um, go to pet a cat and it immediately starts to, like, back up <laughs> no, a little no, no, bit. No, no. <laughs> it is going to be the beetle's turn. Let's see if we get this pinch attack back. You will not, please. That's a one. Yes. Not going to get it. My luck continues. Bad day for the beetles. Bad, bad, bad day be for beetles. <laughs> BDB, baby. It is going to try and bite you again with its gnashing mandibles. You see, like, spit flying out from it as it lunges within inches of your face. You cannot kill me in any way that matters. That's going to be a 16. Uh, yep. That'll hit. <laughs> and I I won't use shield on this one because okay. I, I'm low on spell slots. That is going to be eight slashing damage. Yoinks. And uh, the target is grappled with this one. Escape DC 13. Until this grapple ends, the creature is restrained, but the giant stag beetle can't make mandible attacks against another target. And ah. this is um, not that it takes your next turn. You can try to escape at the top of your next I turn. I see. It's a slightly different grapple. Got it. Okay. Lots of grappling. Though. Lots of being held, touch star, 
This beetle, very clingy. Yeah, this is honestly the most you've ever been touched. Like, ox pretty much never touched you other than, like, putting your mask on your face. I'm very conflicted on it because at one at, on one side of things, I'm like, it is nice to get a physical tactile sensation. And the other side of things, I didn't think it would be with a beetle on my first time. But, you know, you never know. Don't get too comfortable there. Yeah, they're unsculpted. I am taking a moment to caress the beetle to really get an idea of how it feels. <laughs> That's going to be... Um, oh, wait. We are fools. Minus four to that D attack. D four, yeah. Let's um, see. So wait, I had rolled an 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 even, minus the D four. Even with a D four, my AC is 12, and I was I already said okay. I wouldn't shield on it, right. so that definitely hits. Okay. Again, the mechanics have our Keeping back. Keeping us honest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah. That's going to be the sculpted's turn. I'm seeing you slammed up, uh, being held in these pincers kind of off the ground as it like clips onto the front of your cloak, clipping your chest and then raising you off the ground a little bit. You know, not wanting to let Bane down uh, and seeing that this beetle is looking definitely hurt and is lashing out in fear for its life. Uh, the sculpted is just going to take another swing and hope that the beetle drops you or that you can escape on your next turn. Yes. That is going to be a 17. That's definitely going to hit the beetle. Yes. That's Carve this beetle. going to be another nine damage to the beetle. Damn. This thing not dead yet? The fuck? Not yet. What is this? A, what is this? A dragon stats? What and are you doing? And now, uh, once again, uh, sort of that glow renewing around the beetle as it is swiped with the sickle, uh, you can use your... The next um, attack would have advantage since it is bathed in this moonlight. I think I will let them have that, and instead I throw my hands on its beetle head and immediately... All of this psychic energy, all of the voices I've heard in my short life pour into this poor little beetle's mind uh, as I cast Dissonant Whispers. Ooh. Uh, it's a wisdom save. DC yes. 14. Great. Well, it will have the minus D4 to this. Yes, you will, my friend. And let's see. It's a wisdom, you said? Correct. All right. They have plus zero to this and the minus a D4. So looking bad. Already they roll a 10. Yes. <laughs> That's a fail. All right. What does Dissonant Whisper do to this beetle? <laughs> so. Um, Infecting the beetle's mind. <laughs> I'm pouring psychic energy to its poor little brain. Um, basically, okay. It's 3d6 damage and has to immediately use its reaction to move as far as its speed allows away from me. This does not provoke opportunity attacks though. It doesn't say okay. that in the spell, but I believe if you force movement upon someone, it, they They do can't not. get, yeah. Yeah, so um, just takes, hey baby, hey, that's 14 damage. And plus two because it's my Hexblade's okay. curse, I feel like, so, yeah. I, so 16. Okay. As you reach psychically into this creature's brain, it backs up its mandibles, dropping you onto the floor as you hit the ground with a sort of a hollow clang. Um, the beetle, <laughs> Backing up, its pincers kind of like reaching at its head. It bumps into the cavern walls and you watch as it sort of slows. It's clicking, kind of dying down. It looks up at you and then you watch as one mandible side falls off to the ground and then another and then 
its wings breaking off and falling, its shell starting to crumble, and then you watch as this oily black beetle starts to turn to clay and crumble down into the ground as you guys are left in a silent cavern, a huge gaping hole in the middle, and the sculpted's pretty much destroyed encampment, wax spilling out over the floor, tarp scattered to the side. The beetle did that. I didn't do that. As you kind of, like, turn your gaze, like, the sculptor kind of gets the vibe from you that you are, like, feeling a little uh, antagonistic and unsure, and they put their hands up and they go, whoa, whoa, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm actually probably the only thing here not trying to kill you. Hi, I'm, I'm Mara. Can I do an insight check? Yes. To see if they are being true. That's it for. <laughs> Daisy, you don't really know what to make of this sculpted. Um, just like you, they're wearing a mask. And actually, I'll say, uh, now that they've revealed their name, she, her pronouns for Mara. <laughs> she, her, she, her. Um, it's hi, inscribed on I'm all of our Mara, color. she, her. Um, <laughs> Uh, Daisy, she, her, they, them, Nice to meet you, Daisy. Um, You can't really tell her expression because you guys don't really have expressions. You just kind of have your body language, which um, Mm. her body language is definitely giving like she's surprised to see someone here. You definitely think she's off guard um, seeing you and this giant beetle. I will say that's pretty much what you get is surprise, um, but it does seem like she's she's got her arms up and she's standing a little bit away from you, kind of like you're still up a little against the wall right. and allowing you to sort of take a take a breath after that battle. I'm I promise I'm not I'm not a threat here. I'm I'm actually sorry. You're <laughs> did Ox send you? Yeah. How how do you know Ox? What are you? <laughs> we're we're the same thing. Are you you just you just got here. Have you Yes, this is died yet? I this seems impossible. I don't understand. I did I think die, but I can't die. You I'm here saw a version of yourself in a mirror and either did the floor open up or did you step into the mirror or did it pull okay stepped in that's really brave of you I tried to run away and was dragged in so terrifying that that was an option I'm happy (laughs) that I didn't choose that (laughs) I say say that like I do think it is a choice you said Daisy right Daisy Daisy I think we should we should sit and talk we're safe here. It's not going to come back for a little bit. They come back? Okay, yeah, we really need to talk. Um, Mara goes over and starts kind of straightening up her camp. She's, like, sighing and, like, she's, like, kicking some <laughs> rubble back down into the hole. Another like novice. Uh, that's actually old. I call him old Clicky. Uh, he's He kind of lives in the grounds and then he comes up and he knocks out tunnels. I'm sure you've noticed that this place likes to change and he's kind of got a lot to do with that. I see. I think he's been in here even longer than I have. I think that Daisy looks into kind of like where it crumbled and 
feels like there should be a feeling here. Kind of, it's like a, do I feel sadness? Do I feel like I did something wrong? I can't tell, but there's an instant here. There's a moment happening here. There's like this fine powder lying on the floor. You kind of pick some of it up and, you know, rub what was once a a live threat to you. And now you see it's just powder, orange powder on the ground. Reminds you of what you saw coming out of yourself, um, you know, when you were floating in that endless vast lake yeah you you kind of get used to it i mean i kill him sometimes but he kills me too so it's a it's a give and take relationship do you want to sit down for a second yes i would like to sit down for at least an hour (laughs) (laughs) for some sort of shorter sort of rest period that'd be really wonderful for me um mara shakes out and you notice she has uh this cloak and there's a pack in her campsite but she's also wearing a cloak and she has a pack herself so it looks like there's like some doubles of things Mm. she shakes out the cloak so that you guys can sit she um, reaches into her pack and pulls out like a flint and scrapes it and ignites these candles um just kind of like pools of wax with like old wicks sticking out that have been relighted and reformed a million times Mm. over and you guys sit down in this tarp you're in this cavern it doesn't seem to be any exit out besides the way back that you came and then also there is a massive hole in the ground if you want to look in there too i will certainly be looking in that (laughs) hole that i think is daisy believes is the exit that is a two uh (laughs) so the five (laughs) an endless tunnel that goes down just like straight drop into darkness and you could maybe try to climb down the wall but like it's it would be like a situation where uh, like a professional have to like put hammer a carabiner into the wall yeah. and then like lower yourself down like you guys would have to finagle something to go down into this hole certainly yeah all right you're looking for a way out right now yes i have to uh complete my mission i'm here to help remember let me guess you're here to um save the naiad kill the wizard Yes. Yeah, lower the prison of mud, bring the water back to Falter, restore the town. You've heard of my quest. This is... Wow. Yes, I'm here to solve all of the town's problems. And, like Ox said, or maybe he didn't say, but I think he said, I'm going to be the one to do it. Yeah, yeah. He told me that once too, Daisy. A long time ago. Uh, You see, the thing about um, power is it's never infinite. Everything in this world is finite resources, and that includes us, Daisy. Daisy, I'm going to say something that was painful for me when I thought about it, and I think it's going to make you angry, but I want you to just chew over it for a little bit. Don't you think it's weird that you were sent in here to die? Oh no. That doesn't feel good at all. Yeah. It's um it's it's anger you're feeling. It's you kind of feel like you want to punch a wall right now a little bit? Yeah, I don't see how that could help anyone, but I think that yeah, I absolutely want to do that. I I came in here wanting to help people too, but Daisy, you need to refocus a little bit on helping yourself. Because 
there is no dying in here. There's actually, there's no dying. It's just life and dying over and over, but mostly life, repetitive, every day, the same, but different, but the same. I can help myself by helping people. And just because something hasn't been done before doesn't mean it can't be done. So if you don't mind me, I'm going to go into this hole because I believe it is the best way for me to go forward. And if you'd like to join me on my quest, you are welcome. Mara looks at the hole in the floor and she says, yeah, I, I, I can't blame you. Um, if you jump into that hole, you're, you're going to die. And that's okay because you're going to come back to life. But um, I can't follow you because I actually think I only have a couple more left in me. What? Wait. You know what I was saying about resources being finite? Right. Power. We get more powerful the more we die here. And aren't you kind of wondering, like, I'm here, you're here. Where are the rest of us, right? You have a number, don't you? What's your number? I don't identify as my number anymore, but... If I remember correctly, it was 719, but that means nothing to me. I mean, I'm not much of a numbers person, more of a people person. I'm here to help and please my fellow mankind. Daisy, I'm number 400, and there were a lot more before me and a lot more after me. Look at the ground, Daisy. Look at... Look at this dust. Look at it flying through the air. They're all here. The ones who came before us. They're they're crumbled clay now and stagnant souls scattered through this place. Just lost chunks of dirt that were fighting for, I don't even know, their lives? I mean, they're gone. As you're here and you get more powerful and more powerful you start to climb this mountain inside of yourself and for a while I actually thought it was the way out I I was dying on purpose there for a while jumping into holes you know running into mirrors getting stronger and stronger and then I started to lose pieces of myself and with that she reaches up and takes her porcelain mask off and you see a face kind of like your own uh, you know yellow orbs looking out at you but um, her face has started to crumble away you see like half of from her ear to like the middle of her mouth has just completely fallen off and is just like chipped broken pottery there you gotta hold on to yourself here Daisy because it's it's easy to lose yourself if you want to jump in, you can, and I'll, I'll probably meet you back at the entrance. I was always taught to be selfless. So. And I open my arms and just fall backwards into the hole. Mara standing there, mask in hand, gazing down at you, chipped half of a face, fallen away. Uh, she gets smaller and smaller before the blackness swallows you, and then you are awake again, 
crack of light filtering and illuminating the dust in the air before you, you are alone again. And that is where we'll end our session. Ooh, hot damn, Lisa, this is so much fun. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Oh, man, that was oh, a blast. Such a cool concept for a dungeon. I you love this so much. You are not alone, baby. And you may get more and more powerful, but also there is a cost to power. Yes, I love a cost to power. Wow, I'm so excited we got through what I wanted to get through. That was so good. Truly so good. We are going to see you back here in part two. We will rejoin Daisy and Mara and the Beetle and these these clay rubble remains that are littering the ground of this dungeon. Thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, I'm so blessed and excited to have the opportunity to DM a little mini campaign of my own. I think we'll likely either have one more part or two more parts at the most, and then we're going to be back into our canon episodes, right? Starting uh, maybe second, third week of June. Yes, we are going to be leaping back in chapter 69 baby i've spent so much time planning i am as equipped as i could possibly be for whatever hell zola is about to i be am into. not <laughs> um so yes t- tune in in june for that exciting stuff tune but in tune june. in june baby and you know what until then noah try to die i will all hail our eldritch patrons Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Alana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Page, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Brandstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. 